Hi, this is Ivy Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. Patrick Richardson is the author of Laundry Love, Finding Joy in a Common Chore. Patrick is a fashion pro, textile expert, and Kentucky native who owns the Mona Williams Boutique at Mall of America, where he holds laundry camp for all those interested in learning his fun and easy laundry lessons. Previously, he worked at Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, and other great department stores. He lives with his partner in St. Paul, Minnesota, his other beloved state. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is going to be super fun. Oh, I hope so. I'm excited. Tell everybody, please, about your book, Laundry Love, and your really unique and awesome career and how it how you've encapsulated all of it in this fantastic book. So the book, Laundry Love, is I believe that you can wash everything you own and that nothing has to go to the dry cleaner. So the book tells you how to do that. It takes you from like sorting your clothes to washing them to removing stains. And then along the way, it's also a love letter to these sort of these women in my life who were very pivotal. And the book actually started with the idea of the women, but, and also my love of laundry, my granny dude, who was very influential and very important in my life and my mother, my stepmother, and just these other women. And so, and kind of how I grew up, I grew up in Eastern Kentucky And the book actually starts with some early laundry (laughs) memories that I have, and then it takes you through. So when you're done reading the book, I hope that you learn to love Eastern Kentucky and the Appalachians as much as I do. (laughs) I hope that you wash all of your clothes and you don't send anything to the dry cleaner. And I hope that you confidently wear everything you own because, you know, I think that's part of the fun of having great clothes. And so many people have these beautiful things and they're afraid to wear them because they're afraid they'll get a stain on them. So, you know, I believe that you wear it all. And once you read the book, you confidently will, you know, throw on like your very best jacket to go to the grocery store. Well, it's, I love how you interwove some of the memoir stuff about your family and even those recipes in the back. And there was one for like a sour cream cake that I might have to just try this weekend. But the advice you give is like, So great. I do so much laundry. And so I think about this a lot. And there's all this time where you really can't do too much else while you're doing the laundry. And you had some tips that are easy to change, like for my next load of laundry, and then some that are more of an investment in the products that I should get, or we all should get, but I'll just take it for me. So the first thing you said that I can do really easily, for instance, is always do an express wash and always wash on warm, right? And that those two things can change right away. Yeah, it's a game changer because I believe that a family of five can do all of their laundry in four and a half hours. And one of the ways you do that is go to the express cycle. And, you know, the reason the express cycle works is actually the warm water because the warm water boosts the cleaning power of whatever you're using and so that you can shorten the cycle. You know, so that's the beauty of it. You speed up the time and then you know, you can just go to this quick cycle. And if you're a mom, you know, then 
you have other things to do. You know, you don't want to like these two hour cycles are ridiculous. They're hard on your clothes, first of all, because you're just beating them to death. And then also who has two hours? You know, I mean, if I'm going to spend two hours, I want to like read or needlepoint. I don't want to, you know, watch the washing machine. And I love to watch the washing machine. <laughs> I love that you got that as a present when you were three. I didn't even know they made like toy little washing machines. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> totally. And it's funny. I did. It was, and I was so excited to get it. And it's funny because, you know, I now I'm like scouring eBay trying to find another one because, you know, I kind of need to recapture that. Totally. That somebody has to start producing that toy again. That's pretty awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So I do like at least two to four loads of laundry every day, particularly on the weekends, because I have four kids and my husband and me and everybody, and there's just a lot of clothes. But when I read your book, I felt like I was doing it all wrong because, well, the first thing that I was worried about is you said after, what did you say? After 50 washings, you've like ruined the piece of clothing forever. So now I've realized that well, like- it's not ruined. It's just, that's the life of a quality garment is about 50 washings and 50 dryings. So if you stop the dryer, you get more washings, which matters a lot for you and your husband. I mean, because, you know, your clothes aren't really going to change the size. I mean, your kids, you know, I always say throw kids clothes in the dryer. The reality is they're going to outgrow them before they wear out. So who cares? Okay. You know, even if they're beautiful things, I mean- you can pass them down. I mean, you could have four children and pass the same item down four times and it probably still won't wear out, you know? So, but adult clothes, you know, and not because I don't think you should care for children's clothes. It's just, you know, the life, 50 washings and 50 dryings, kids just don't get that kind of life out of their clothes. And you also talk about air drying and not only how it's better for the clothes, but also for the environment and how we should air dry or even sometimes just like hang clothes outside or even skip the wash altogether and just spray your clothes with vodka, which I couldn't, I was like, did I read that correctly? All right. Tell me, tell me about this trick. Am I literally going to like pick the pajamas off the floor and start like shooting vodka all over them? I think people will think I'd lost my mind. They might, but it, it, that doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, That's costumers good. do it. If you go to a Broadway show, I can promise you all of those costumes have been sprayed with vodka because they don't wash them or launder them between every washing. It's a great trick. It's especially a great trick for something like your pajamas. I'd probably throw those in the washer, but like your shirt that you wore to a party or that you wore to work or something. I, I mean, it's not really dirty. You just had it on all day. You know, there's nothing dirty about it. Just... Spray it with a little vodka. Vodka is antibacterial. I spray my countertops with vodka and my cutting boards with vodka. I use vodka everywhere. It's very antibacterial. And so you can spray it on something that, you know, just smells kind of stale or, you know, that you want to kind of get a couple of extra lives out of. I mean, your kids, like, I don't know how old your kids are, but, you know, like their gym bags, you can spray with vodka. And what's great about vodka is when it dries, it's completely odorless and completely colorless. So it, you know, it's, it just evaporates into sort of the ether and, you know, everything smells better, but the, there's no scent behind. It's a great wow. trick. Okay. We had a lot of, you know, an- antiseptic for the pandemic in little spray bottles all over. So I guess I could t- toss that and put in some vodka and just, you know. So do you drink the vodka? Like, are you a vodka drinker? I am a vodka drinker, but my rule is if it's good if it's good enough to clean with, it's not good enough to drink. So it's cheap vodka for the laundry, good <laughs> vodka for the bad trick. 
<laughs> What's your favorite brand of vodka to drink? Gosh, I don't know. My partner always buys them. This is totally irrelevant to our Yeah, partners. I know. I mean, it's probably what we probably keep on hand most of the time is Grey Goose. Yeah. I like vanilla vodka, but maybe that doesn't have as many good cleaning properties. So I'll just save that. <laughs> yeah, save that to drink and just get okay. yourself some, you know, inexpensive clear vodka to, you know, spray, like spray everything else. Okay. Let's talk about the lack of dry cleaning. I was thinking, oh, how great. I bet he could sell this book in like every dry cleaner and that would be such a great marketing vehicle for him. And then I was like, oh no, he's now told everybody never to go to a dry cleaner again. This is not going to be a good move for the dry cleaning community. So we shouldn't dry clean anything. I really haven't dry cleaned anything, honestly, since the pandemic started. So I'm glad to hear you say that. But I also haven't really washed most of the stuff either. That's dry clean only. So tell me when I'm supposed to put it in a little zip bag. Because you said sometimes sweaters you're supposed to fold and put in a little mesh bag. And then other times you don't have to. Tell me, okay, what do we do with our sweaters? So anything wool or silk. So anything wool or silk goes in a little mesh bag and you want to stuff it in the bag so tight that it's like a little sausage. Like I'm a big guy and my overcoat, which goes all the way to the floor because it's cold in Minnesota. I think it's seven degrees right now. My overcoat goes into a bag that's smaller than a pillowcase. You want it really tight in the bag. And the reason for that is the reason everybody doesn't wash wool, right? Is they're afraid that it's going to shrink. Like you know, that sweater that you have on now goes in the washer when it comes out, it fits the dog. Well, that's felting. And felting happens when fibers rub against themselves. So when you put it in this bag so small that it can't move, it can't rub against itself and it can't felt. But the water and the soap can still go through it and still gets it clean. Mm -hmm. The one thing about, you know, washing your suit coat or the trousers, you know, it's the thing that I have to get people over is, you know, you do have to iron it. But, you know, your sweaters, put them in a mesh bag, throw them in the washer, and they come out great. And it's funny because if you've dry cleaned them before, when you bring them out, they're going to be softer than like you ever knew they could be. It's mm. like it's like a revolution. I mean, you just, it's amazing. Wow. And when am I supposed to be balling up the aluminum foil? That was another trick. <laughs> That's great. That's great in the winter because of static. You make a ball of aluminum foil and toss it in your dryer. I never leave it out. I put it in the dryer and, you know, I just leave it in there all the time. And it absorbs static better than any dryer sheet or anything that you've ever used. And, you know, I mean, who doesn't have aluminum foil around? I mean, how easy is that, right? I like to use it when I'm really desperate with the kids. My kids range in age from 6 to 13 to make little like animals. Mm-hmm. So, you know... <laughs> You got to use lots of, uh, find lots of uses for the aluminum foil. And you suggested also tennis balls. That was for getting your towels nice and fluffy. Yeah, towels are down because, and the reason for tennis balls is they're active. Like, you know, wool balls are great for, you know, like you can put essential oils on them if you want to scent your clothes like something. But tennis balls are active. They're meant to spring. So, I mean, when they're in the dryer, you, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you've gone to war, but because they're so active, they actually do beat the loft back into things that you want to be fluffy. Hmm. You know, it's also great right now, like for flannel sheets. So just to make sure I understand, I have like, tw- I don't know, six towels that I need to wash. They're mostly white-ish or white enough, mm-hmm. white adjacent. I throw them all in the wash. I put them on warm in an express cycle, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy any store-bought detergent or pods because you think those are all terrible. I'm going to get some of your soap flakes or something like that. And okay, then, great. 
And then I put them in the dryer with the tennis balls. Mm -hmm. And do I put it on high heat or like Um, I usually do extra long? I always use it on warm, but my dryer senses when it's time to turn it off. Okay. So if your dryer doesn't, for your towels, you can use warm or hot. Warm is so much better than hot. It may add three or four minutes to the dry cycle, but it's going to be so much better for the thread because your towels are cotton. They're totally fine. But the thread that sews them together is actually polyester. And that high heat is going to cause them to break down. And that's why your towels get that that kind of ripple at the ends. You know, they kind of get that. That's actually from the polyester thread starting to shrink. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like our ta- my towels get like crunchy over time. I feel like they only last about a year. Too much detergent. Too much that's detergent. That's making them crunchy. Wow. So yeah, use amazing. less. I mean, less is always more when it comes to whatever you use. Hmm. And what about, I'm sorry, I will ask more about your career, but I felt like this knowledge is like so great. So there are these pajamas like from Roberta Roller Rabbit that are so mm-hmm. soft when you touch them. But then as soon as you wash them, the softness is gone. Maybe it takes two washes. What do you do about clothes like that? Is that because of the dryer or the washer or both or what? What am I doing wrong? So they're soft and then they're not. Yeah, they're almost like a bamboo softness, like so soft. Oh, okay, got it. I'm guessing that, I mean, you wash them and you put them in the dryer mm-hmm. and you're using good detergent. I mean, I'm using Tide. It's residue from your detergent. Okay. I mean, if you go to something that rinses completely clean, and I'm not going to tell you you have to buy my soap flakes, I mean, go get hosiery wash, you know what I mean? Or draft, something that'll rinse completely clean because what's happening is, you're getting a residue from the detergent that's coating the fabric. And so you're not actually feeling the fabric, you're feeling the detergent. Hmm. I'll bet if you took them right now and just wash them in vinegar, if you just put like a cup of vinegar in the water in the washing machine and nothing else, they would feel soft when you took it out because it would break that residue down. So you think I should put a cup of vinegar in the washing machine? Right, with and nothing then, else. And then, just and then run it? And then run your pajamas. And then run just the pajamas on warm. And it'll break that vinegar down. Mm-hmm. And it, nothing bad will happen. Okay. No, gosh, no. Vinegar is Just like great. plain white vinegar. Yep, like cheap white vinegar. Yeah. Okay. And then I should go buy some draft and throw out the tide. Yes? If, if you're going to buy something at the grocery store, I buy draft. I mean, I like other things. I mean, obviously, I love my soap flakes. But I like, you know, I love the laundress. I mean, there's a few of those okay. kind of premium detergent brands that I love. And they're really not more expensive because they're so concentrated. You use so much less. It's like, like when you go to the salon, you know, you buy really expensive shampoo at the salon, but you find that the bottle lasts you like, you know, six months. Whereas if you buy a cheaper bottle at the grocery, you know, it's less expensive, but it lasts a month. So really when you average it out, it's all kind of the same. So that's how I feel about premium laundry detergent. Okay. And if I wanted to buy your soap flakes, where do I get those? LaundryEvangelist.com. Or you can buy them in my store at Mall of America if you know you want to break the seven degree temperatures. I'm going to skip the trip to Mall of America, right, but I, I can easily go on your website. Yeah, LaundryEvangelist.com. I formulated them. It's, it's funny. They're based on a 200-year-old recipe, but they're formulated. And the woman who makes them for me is familiar with soap all over the world. because, And she says, I truly make the best soap flakes in the world. So. I'm going to trust her because it sounds good. Huh. All right. And then you spoke really negatively about pods, like detergent pods. There's just way too much detergent in them. 
I mean, there's just, there's enough detergent in one pod to do five loads of laundry and you just can't rinse it out. And if you talk to laundry repair guys, they will tell you those pods don't a hundred percent break down. And what ends up happening is they come up the sensors in your washing machine. You know, so you paid a fortune for this washing machine and they're gumming up the sensor. So whatever detergent, please don't use pods. And it's hysterical. I've met people who are like, oh, I throw in three. And I'm like, your clothes must feel like cardboard. Well, I do. Sometimes, usually we don't have pods, but this last time that was all that they had on like, I don't know, Fresh Direct or something. And so it, on the label, it says, if you have a big load, put in two. So I've been putting in two when I do all the towels, which is probably why I'm ruining the No, towels. no, no. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't. Just one. If you're going to use them, use them up. I don't believe you should ever, you know, toss them. Use them up, but please only use one. Okay. It's more than enough. Okay. Wait, back to the dry cleaning goods. I feel like I, so I put them in the bag. What about air drying? I have to air dry all the, I'm getting all my tips. I'm literally going to like take everything you said and change the way I do everything. So okay, awesome. I love it. the air dry, do I do everything air dry that I do that's dry clean only? Yeah. You just hang it up. Like if it's woven and it's not going to stretch out a shape, just t- put on a hanger and let it dry. Like, I mean, I throw them on the closet rod or I mean on the shower rod. And if it's a sweater or something that you're worried about it stretching, just throw it across the drying rack. I mean, in a pinch, if you don't have a drying rack, you can literally throw it across the back of the chair. And that will dry. I mean, that will do it. You just don't want to hang sweaters because you get those sort of hanger ears. Mm-hmm. So you just throw them across the drying rack. I mean, and it really is fast because especially when you start using a cleaner detergent, when your clothes spin, they spin almost dry. So I find but like the shirt I have on, you know, when I took it out of the washer and I hung it up to dry, by the time the next load was done, the shirt was dry because they spin so dry. That detergent also holds water, you know, so that detergent residue also holds water. So, you know, your clothes are wetter when mm. you use a commercial detergent. Wow. So it's pretty I dry. I mean, it's like... pretty effective. You know, it, it, it doesn't... When I tell people to air dry everything, they panic. But when you really start doing it, it doesn't take that long. And it's funny because it's really kind of easy because especially with your children's clothes that you want to hang up. I mean, most of their stuff should just go on the dryer. But the things you want to hang up, you're not going to have to iron them at all. Well, I don't really iron anything. Oh, okay. Then you don't have to iron. (laughs) I mean, it'll really cut back on that anyway. I love (laughs) iron, believe it or not. I love it. I feel like my mom, when I was a little girl, she would like take her beautiful napkins and we would go and like, you know, she would show me and I would do the little napkins and we would fold them and put them away. And now I'm like, I, I can't even, I don't know. I don't iron. I just don't. I'm sorry. You don't have to. But I feel like this is my last technical question. I feel like when I take out clothes and I air dry them, like some jeans and some t-shirts even and things, they, they harden in the air. And so when I go to fold them and wear them, they feel like stiff. It's also detergent. If you cut back on the detergent, that won't happen. They'll be softer. It's the detergent is actually, it's just the coating, you know? So if you imagine that you washed your hands and you didn't wash all the soap off when it dried, what it would feel like. Well, that's exactly what's happening to your clothes. Wow. Okay. So the trick is to get that softness, just cut back on, you know, even whatever you're using. I mean, if you want to continue to use your detergent, fine. 
But you know how they say like you use like a fourth of a cup for a full load and an eighth of a cup for a small load. Use half of that. Use about really? three tablespoons of your detergent and that'll be more than enough. Oh yeah, no, I use a lot of detergent. Yeah, yeah. If you cut back, I mean, it saves you money, which is great, right? I know, but I'm always and like, what if it's not clean? They won't, they won't feel crunchy. Okay, all right, wow. And there's still more than enough to get your clothes clean. So interesting. Yeah. Wow. This is like life-changing. Wait, so tell me, uh, no, I'm. it is like, because I think about, it's something that I don't ever talk to anybody about and yet <laughs> I spend a lot of my time doing. So your right. book was like, it was just really helpful. And even my husband, he, the other day, he was like, all right, well, show me what to do. Like, do I sort them by whites and darks? And I'm like, no, just like throw everything in and throw in these pots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So now I've ruined all his clothes. Sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> Patrick, tell me a little bit about writing this book. What was it like for you to write it? How long did that take? Well, it's funny. It Parts of it just flew. And then parts of it were harder. It took about eight months beginning to end because... I mean, there were things I had to like research, you know, I mean, because I didn't want to, I knew them intuitively, but I needed to know like technical terms. And I didn't remember because it's been a while since I was in college, but it was really fun. And it was, it kind of made me fall in love with my childhood all over again, because I sort of realized, you know, just how incredible my life is, you know, and how wonderful these people were in my life and how ridiculously lucky I was. I mean, you know, my granny, if you read the book, I mean, truly the book is a love letter to her because I loved her so much and my mother. And I had this next door neighbor who was just this fascinating woman and she owned a mangle. And I thought if you were really sophisticated, you had a mangle. So it was a goal of mine to have one yeah. when I grew up. And it, it just reminded me like, you know, how great sort of everything was. I mean, you know, my mom is an incredible cook. The recipes in the back, um, I had to call her for all of them because they were things that I remembered. And a few of them I had continued to make. But And so it was fun. It was really fun to write the book. And it was really fun to just get to remember all of these things. I mean, I think it's funny. I think we all have memories of like our, you know, like our childhood or, you know, whatever. And and you you're making memories for your children. And you know, they do have them. So, you know, it's just, it's great to have these memories. So it was really, it was so much fun to write the book. I'm like ready to write another one just because it was so fun. I don't know what it's going to be. Well, I do actually know what it's going to be about, but you know, we'll get through the first one first. Can I make a suggestion? Although this isn't really in your wheelhouse, given that you are like Mr. Textile and know everything from like, you know, ancient Chinese rituals to, you know, I know this is your, but in the interest of helping everybody through their daily life, I think you should do another one on doing the dishes. Maybe there's like, <laughs> maybe there's something where you can make that easier, what you should hand wash with soaps. I don't know if it's a whole book, but maybe even an essay on it or something. Okay. Well, it's really funny because my second book is going to be about how to clean your house. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. really what it is. Well, it's how to kind of green up that process because, you know, I always say it that, you know, my shtick is kind of echo luxury. Like, I think you should be able to live this really luxurious life, like with cashmere sweaters and, you know, cloth napkins, but it still can be eco-friendly, you know? So yeah, love, that's really funny. Yeah, that's perfect. That's the perfect thing you should do. I'm excited about that. I really love Blue Land cleaning supplies. Have you tried those? Oh, I haven't. 
Oh my God. It's amazing because they give you just the pods and then three glass containers. One is bath and window. They used to be a sponsor of mine, but I like use it all the time. So I'm not saying this because they're a sponsor, but anyway, I use, there's one for multi thing, multi-surface. So I do that like on the kitchen table and anywhere in the kitchen, honestly. And then there's one for bath and window and then they have hand soap and you just take the little pod that's like the size of a quarter and you put it in the glass container with warm water and shake it up. And it lasts for, I don't know, a couple of weeks each time. So you never have to throw the plastic away. And all you have to do for storage is keep more of these little pods on hand. Wow. I'm totally going to look into it. I've not tried them. And they actually have totally a, uh, they have a washing machine detergent pod. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it didn't work very well in there in the laundry. So I stopped using those. But I love the multi-surface and the kids love to use it too. And they love to make it, you know, it's like a concoction. You know, sure. So, and, and they're all different colors. So one is yellow and then the, the window one is blue. And anyway. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, blue land cleaning. All right. They even have a gift set. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Actually, what you should do is partner with Blue Land Cleaning. I'm going to find whoever it was who put me in touch with him because you should have a gift set with your book and their products. Oh, yeah. Because everybody should have the book. Everybody should have the book. I agree. You know, and then they can make, you know, Grady Giles sweet potato balls on top of everything else. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Yes. My best advice, it's really funny because, you know, I wanted to write this book and I kind of got, we got, kind of got the first part of it down and then it hit a stalemate. And I was talking to a friend of mine who happens to be an author and he's like, oh, well, I need to connect you with somebody. So my best advice for any aspiring author is tell everybody that that's what you want to do because you never know when somebody's like, oh, I know somebody who, you know, can connect you with an agent or connect you with, you know, whatever it is you need, because lots of people have great ideas, but if you can't get it to the person that can help you get it published, you know, and then beyond that, my other piece of advice, which is something that I've mentioned already is, you know, look at, like, just look at your path. I mean, even if you don't think you have great stories, you have great stories. You just have to remember that. Very true. You know, because everybody has interesting stories. You just have to, you know, go in your mind and pull them out. And, you know, if there's something that you love as much as laundry, you know, that can be your thing. So, you know, who knew? Who knew a book about laundry, right? It's fantastic. To be honest with you, I it was supposed to come out a lot earlier. And then you pushed back the pub date, right? And I was so sad about that because I was like, I need this book now. It was like when we were all home all day, every day. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't want this one pushed. But anyway, I'm sure you didn't either. (laughs) I agree. I didn't either. But you know what? It's funny. It's going to come out at just the right time. Yes. You know, everything comes at just the right moment and it's going to. So, and it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be a super fun book. I'm hoping, you know, laundry's kind of picked up kind of in the world. You know, more people are talking about laundry. So it really probably is a better time. You know, Drew Barrymore loves laundry. Oh, well, there you go. And she talks about it all the time. I mean, it's just kind of become a thing. So it's fun. But I was disappointed. I was very disappointed that it was pushed back because you know, when it comes out, it will be about just a little over three years from conception, which feels like a long time, you know? And I mean, when I've talked to other people, they're like, yeah, that's a little longer than most books, but it's coming out at just the right time, you know, just in time for spring cleaning when you change over your closet. Yes. Everything happens as it should, as it should be. Exactly. So there you go. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for all of the advice in your book and letting me pick your brain about some of my clothing issues here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can't wait for the cleaning book, for the house cleaning book. But laundry was, is really like the bane of my existence. So I'm so glad to get some good tips, which will make my family feel better, which is great. Yeah. Can I give you two final tips? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you should hang a disco ball in your laundry room because it's always more fun if there's a disco ball. We have a disco ball in our playroom, but I can move it. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you can get a second. You can always have more disco balls. Disco <laughs> balls are great. I love them. The second one, though, is something that I tell everybody about laundry. You know, when I was a kid, like long before like you were born, everybody, like if you watch like sitcoms or whatever, people, primarily women, would complain about having to make dinner because it was like this chore, like, oh, I have to make dinner. And it's this huge chore. And now, you know, we have how many different celebrity chefs and we have networks devoted to cooking and cookbooks are a huge category, as you would know. And it's the exact same process. You know, Julia Child put the cake, put the chicken in the oven the exact same way Ina Garten puts the chicken in the oven. And the only difference is somebody decided that cooking wasn't a chore, that it was a hobby. So if you decide that laundry is a hobby and it's not a chore, then all of a sudden it's fun. I love that. (laughs) I love that. No, that's so great. Yeah. And even something you can get better at, right? That you can't, it's not just something you're doing. Yeah. And you know, when you start tackling the stains, you get this real sense of satisfaction. You know, when the ketchup comes out of, you know, the school uniform or whatever, you really get this sense of satisfaction about it. Well, maybe we have the laundry TV channel coming then. No, maybe that's you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for all your time today. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And thanks for loving the book. Because, you know, I love it. I'm just glad other people do too. I got so much out of it. Oh, super, good. super useful. Yep. I'm so I'm glad. Good. And make that cake. It is delicious. Okay. All okay. right. I'll get some sour cream okay. when I get my draft. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 